Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Curry. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays. We got a, a packed episode today, whole lot of shit going on. We got Drift in the beard. How you living, Chief? Good, man. Hokies just got the dub, so couldn't be couldn't be any happier. Got you know, that dub. Mm-hmm. Beat Big Notre win. Dame Big ass win. again. Yeah, smoked beat the, the whole game. Beat the whole ass game. again. Shit wasn't even close. All that. The one thing I don't like about college basketball is like it'd it be like 13 seconds left in the game, and a losing team be trying to coach their ass off. Like you lost, man. It's yeah. over with. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Allen and shit when they're down like eight points. Yeah, hey, all this nut ass shit keeping motherfuckers up. Mm-hmm. Like it's over on. with. It's over with Notre Dame. Like that's that's it. That's it for them. Um, Hokies looking like they might sneak into that postseason. Goddamn it. Yep, yep. That'd be that'd be where NCAA. He's no NIT. Goddamn it. Yes, sir. But uh, but yeah. Before we get into all of that. Athletic greens, tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that's top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients help to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
and ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time, just like Clubhouse or the other platforms. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, um, especially all this NFL trade talk. MLB is... uh, MLB is on and popping. So, yeah, hit up ColorCast. All you need to do is download ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store. You can go notified when certain rooms go live. Uh, some people go on live every day, you know. So, follow certain rooms and come with your spiciest takes, man. And last but not least, Baron Ridge Tree Stands LLC. Um, Baron Ridge has developed the first ever climbing pe- platform for saddle hunters and mobile hunters, weighing in under four pounds and only 12 inches wide by 14 inches long. The ascent is perfect for long hikes to your site. Our climbing platform is ASTM certified and 100% made and manufactured in Virginia. The ascent can be folded to fit in your backpack or left set up to strap to your pack. Spend less time setting up and more time hunting. With the Ascent O2, get in the woods farther, faster, and quieter with the Baron Ridge Ascent O2. For more info, go to our website at BaronRidgeTreeStands.com or follow us on Instagram at Baron Ridge Tree Stands. For all my hunters out there, the NFL Combine has come and gone. Uh, our six Hokies. They all made it. They all showed up. Um, and we're going to go. We're going to take y'all right into it. Um, yes, uh, before we get into our Hokies, anybody impress you that wasn't a Hokie? Any impressive workouts that you were impressed by? Um, I mean, despite, I think, Chris Olave's time being, mm-hmm. what was it, a, a tenth of a second off, uh, I still Four, thought he three, nine official. Yeah, even that, even 439 official is, I think, faster than I thought he was going to run. So mm-hmm. um, I was impressed with him. And honestly, it was kind of, that was really it. Like, I wasn't crazy impressed with anything. I feel like a lot of the times the NFL Combine can focus on a lot of really stupid stuff, like uh, like Kenny Pickett's hand size. That was, like, all anybody talked about in the first, like, two days of the Combine. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just Chris Olave, I think a lot of players didn't really – test in some areas but that was really the only one that i kind of pulled out what about you yeah the combine ain't what it used to be like now and especially the 40 yard dash uh of course we as fans we like to get sized by the 40 times but now these dudes are, are training for 40s like pretty much when the season's over they train for the shit so mm-hmm. um it's it's easy to get i mean I get sized by a 40 time if you're like big, like over 220, over 6'2. That's when I get sized up. Like, oh shit. Like he was moving. Jordan Davis ran like a 479 yeah. or 478. Yeah, stuff like that to get me sized up. But like a 180-pound dude running 4'3 at this point, at this development of these athletes, you should probably supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, as crazy as that sounds. Um it's a requirement. But, uh, if you're not, it's almost a requirement. Yeah. Garrett Wilson running 438 and having a 36 inch vert was crazy. Um, yeah. Olave's teammate, but um, 
Both those yeah. receivers are going to be some dogs in the NFL, I think. Yeah, both of them. Uh, Derek Stingley didn't do shit. Yeah, LSU Pro Day is April 6th, so expect some cookbooks. Expect some funny-style numbers. Uh, Sauce Gardner at 6'3", ran 4-4, so I think he pretty much solidified as the top corner of this draft. Anybody fucking with Stingley's crazy, bro. Yeah, so, so he's not even six foot. I'm pretty sure, or he, he's barely. Six he feet. might be six. He might be six feet even. Yeah, with some cleats but, on. With cleats, man. Look but that. hey, at this point, bro, I don't know. That sounds like insurance fraud to me. Yeah, I just with Stingley, I think back to like Grant Delpit, and he had that like outstanding sophomore season, and then he had that terrible mm-hmm. junior year. And his draft stock fell like it should. Uh, and he hasn't been right. the same since. Like, I feel like just because you put a year of great tape out there doesn't mean that you're an outstanding player all the time. Like, he's had two yeah. years of bad tape. I don't understand how his draft, his stock hasn't fallen. I don't understand these LSU niggas because Greedy Williams did the same thing. Yep. Um, Greedy and Dale Pitt, they was on the same team. Like, just, okay, dope freshman and sophomore years but bro like your career is you don't get to just you don't cash out after that year like you got to keep going mm-hmm. i mean Dale pick got hurt i don't know what the fuck happened to greedy but uh they're both Dale, on the browns they're both on the browns not doing shit i mean Dale pick fighting injuries i don't know greedy might just be sorry though it'd be like that though yeah i think he is because the browns drafted greg newsom last year in the first round and he's been playing the most for the most part him and ward are the corners mm-hmm. All right, shout out to shout out to Greedy Williams though. Like he got that bag. Let's go on. Let's move on. Virginia Tech had boots on the ground or cleats in the turf, however you want to say it. Um, we had six guys there. We'll start with James Mitchell because James Mitchell didn't do anything, any drills or anything, but he weighed he he measured in at six foot four. 249 pounds he has a 30 damn that 33 inch wingspan um he got a he got a draft grade of basically uh career backup special teamer um what's your thoughts on on james mitchell's draft grade um he he came in injured so we didn't expect him to do anything on field yeah it kind of sucks because we don't really get to see like i wish i i wish he would have went last year because we would actually have an idea of where he would have been uh, but because you know now he's injured, but I don't know. It's it's hard for me to tell because I think he's gonna be a good receiving threat, but um, I'm not sure if he's big enough to play like on all three downs as a tight end in the NFL. So it's gonna be tough for him. I think he might fall to maybe the sixth, seventh round just because of the injury concerns. But I still think he can be a decent NFL player if he just stays healthy and you know dominates in receiving. I think that's got to be where he where he wins. I think it's a dub. Um, I honestly, and I think the NFL is a – the NFL looks at who else come out of the school, and I think if Rambo, Dalton King, would have done anything in the NFL, it it boosts James Mitchell's stock. Yeah. The fact that James Dalton King had one season, might have got two targets, and it's looking like – I mean, does he even still play for the Patriots? I don't know. That hurt James Mitchell. Two James Mitchell got hurt. Yep. So. And Dalton Keene was, what, a second-round, third-round pick? 
third was, round pick. He was like a reach at the time. Uh, yes. Well, you know, a lot of people thought he was a reach. A, a lot of Hokie fans thought it was about where he should have gone. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, he hasn't had any, basically any production since he was drafted. Right. And then, and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help when the Patriots go and sign two tight ends the yeah. very next season. Like, okay, we fucked up at tight end. So we got to go get two real ones. Uh, shout out to Rambo. Come on, don't be afraid to say story. But uh, you kind of finesse, my boy. But it kind of fucked up James Mitchell, too. I think even if James Mitchell played all season, unless he would have had an outstanding workout, I think his stock kind of got fucked. Yeah, and tight end, tight end stock in general is not good. Like you have to be basically Kyle Pitts to go in the first round. I mean, it's like it's not easy to get drafted as a tight end. I mean, Kittle and Kelsey were late round picks. I know Kittle was a five. I think Kelsey was yes. a four or a five too. But I mean, you a lot of times you take tight ends and you know four, five, six, and and those are good tight ends that you're picking guys with like high upside, not guys that are coming off of like injury concerns. So I think it's going to be tough for James Mitchell, but. We'll see. I don't know how big I don't I haven't really taken a look at like the rest of the tight end class, so I can't really say like how deep it is, but if it's not very deep, then he might have a shot. Yeah, um, this tight end class is projected to be uh not that deep, not that good. So we shall we shall see. Jermaine Waller. We said the last part, uh folks had four or six swag. Um <laughs> he called it. Dog went out there and had a four six eight and a four seven two, and he didn't do shit else. He didn't lift. He didn't do no other drills. Mm. Uh, Jermaine Waller will be doing floors with me. Um, I think I saw his <laughs> application on Indeed. Uh, shout outs, bro. Um, shout outs, shout outs. Um, he also got a very low grade, like an undrafted undrafted grade according to nfl.com um i mean we jermaine waller on a football field can play but when you're fighting for your you know getting drafted life you gotta you gotta first of all you gotta work out way better than that and he didn't do none of the other shit right and i don't know who's advising these people to go to the combine and not do nothing but that's normally reserved for I mean, shit, a Derek Stingley or like the best. If you are fighting for your like career, you should be doing everything. In my it. humble opinion, um, yeah, he ran slow, but shit, maybe in the three cone he could have killed it. Maybe he could have did twenty reps on the bench press. I don't know, but you gotta impress somewhere. Not doing shit and just running poorly, like you should have just not did nothing. You should have just not came. And right. just went to pro day and got you a, a cooked up four four, because I, I don't know, bro. Yeah, four six is a DB. But I mean, we talked about earlier. If you're if you're one eighty, one ninety, maybe low two hundreds, like you gotta yeah. run. You gotta basically run a four four because the, all these receivers are running four fours and like run a four six. I mean, basically a four seven. That's that's putting yourself in a bad spot. I mean, his grade was already teetering at like a five six seventh round. I mean, like you said, it's probably in the undrafted range right now yeah no, I mean, maybe some sort of career that like you know brandon Faison had but i don't know i think it's gonna be tough for nah, him he's man. gonna have to get on a field first be face be faces twice his size right he's got the size 
B face, like I seen B face in real life in um Annapolis, and I thought it was a linebacker. I said, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, he's tall as shit. I mean, Jermaine he's Waller's a big motherfucker. Not very big, so yeah, it's gonna be tough for him. Um, yeah. let's talk about Trey Turner real quick because he ran that. He ran. He like he, he ran that four four, and it was super loud. Everybody was talking about it, but I think it officially came in as a four five one. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's a that is right. He's, it's officially a four five one in a twenty seven inch vertical jump, and. So that's not really that's not really I mean you compare that to Garrett Wilson who has a 34 inch vertical no a 36 inch vertical so you you guys are the same size but he can jump out the gym almost that's like dunking a basketball type shit yeah um 61184 with a 27 vert and a 451 I mean, hopefully, and we we're fans. We're praying for him. He can still be a late round, you know, a late, a late round pick. Um, I can I can see him playing. Like, there's a role for him. There's a role for him in the jet. Obviously, he's capable of running the jet sweep, uh, being in motion, playing in the slot. Um, maybe maybe the Patriots take him. Um. But yeah, he, he's definitely shown some ability to run after the catch. So maybe in a maybe in some sort of offense that gets the ball out quickly to receivers that can run, maybe you know maybe that can work for him. Um, right, and then and then and then there's pro day, there's still pro day where you can get your times better. Um, you know there'd be some home cooking on the books. Yep. You know, so we, we're praying. We're praying. Yeah. Uh, we Luke to Nuda. We want to see Trey flourish. Luke to Uh did not have a did not have a great workout, but he did come in 6'8, 319 with damn near 33 inch uh, a wingspan. Uh 5'4, 1 in the 40. I mean, being that big, it's not it's not human to be running fast that fast when you, you everybody's not Jordan Davis. And right. he's motherfuckers. So Luke Tenuta, uh 26 inch vert. Um, so that should let you know 104 inch broad jump. He, he's also going to be fighting for his professional life. Mm-hmm. Probably day three, probably not drafted at all. But uh, he got the NFL size. Yeah. And it like, I mean, the, the 40 time doesn't really matter for for tackles maybe for guards that in an offense that swing a lot of guards but for tackles i mean tackles rarely get out in space trump williams did it with the 49ers but even that was like kind of an outlier so i think he i think he might be okay if he gets on a roster i mean nfl needs tackles and he'll he might he's probably gonna get a chance somewhere we've seen worse players like bobby hart get a chance in the nfl so like I'm sure he's gonna get a chance at some point right if you six foot eight and you playing tackle shit you're gonna get on somewhere. Mm-hmm. You'll get on, you'll get picked up by somebody at one point in the season. Somebody's gonna try it. So Jay, just stay in shape. <laughs> be ready for the call. You gotta be ready. Lacita Smith, who is uh the highest ranked as far as uh draft grade. Lacita Smith has the highest draft grade out of everybody. 
Um, he came in six foot three, three hundred and fourteen pounds. Uh, ran a five one eight, not too too bad. Twenty three reps on the bench press. He was the only one to lift, uh, <laughs> which is crazy. Like I don't understand why the other guys didn't lift. Um, I understood why Trey and maybe Jermaine didn't lift, but uh, it. Is it an indictment on the strength and conditioning program, these workout numbers to you? It's got to be, man. It's got to be something. Maybe they're not confident in their skills, but, like, come on now. Because the combine is, like, outside of the on-field shit, like, this is the, the other shit, the 40 lifting, the cone drills and stuff. This is shit you can do at your high school field. Yep. This, is shit, this is shit that you could have been doing. Like, some of these motherfuckers were opt-outs. Mm-hmm. and like shutdowns and shit like this is shit you could have been doing for two three months um you know without needing an agent to set it up like this is shit that you can you can like but motherfuckers like you and me can go lift weights yep. you know what i'm saying I go run a 40 yard dash like it's a football field close to everybody so all you need is like a friend you don't even need like another athlete you just need like another human around to help you with these things. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's just wild to me. Crazy. It seems like it seems like you know the players are just so concerned about their 40 times that that's the only thing that they're saving themselves for. Like I, I think I heard on a on a podcast earlier this week, somebody was talking about how uh they used to split up the workouts based on the day but now all the workouts are on the same day for each position group. So like you'll go in in the morning and like work out and, and, and do like the bench press. And then later that day you'll run your 40 and players are like, nah, I don't want to exert any energy till I run my 40. So they're like opting out now because of maybe the structure, but I still think that's wild. Like you got, if you're a fringe player, like you got to put everything you have on some sort of tape in my, put that shit out there, put it, I mean, put it out there. Yeah. Um. You still got your pro day. I say, but if you as when you're in front of the um, uh, you're in front of the whole league. Third. You're in front of the whole league. Like even if 32 gyms isn't present, all 32 teams are represented. Um. So, I would do my best at everything. And just and just let the chips fall because not doing it, I don't know. I guess if everybody's not doing it too, I guess it works. But yeah, I don't know. I know the running backs all decided to not do on field drills or something, but they all chose together to do it. Mm-hmm. So like nobody gets hurt. But if somebody goes out and undercuts everybody, it's kind of a bad look. Uh huh. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a bad look. So, um, and then moving on to the last, the last Hokey, Amari Barno ran a four three six, which is the mm-hmm. fast, the fastest among defensive linemen and line and linebackers since two thousand three. What what were your thoughts on him just like breaking this record at his size? You said earlier in this podcast that if you're above six two. 220 and you run fast like that's something to get excited about right right um i honest to god thought amari barno would run like four four i mean we all seen him play he plays fast yeah he does like like when you can get him like on a straight line he like he don't got the hips and the all that but 
straight line speed. Like we seen him close on like Sam Howell, like in a snap. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen the like we've seen it like lower body strength. Uh, him running four three six at the combine. I know pandemic forty. Not no cookbook forty. Um, I ain't gonna lie. It, it was it was something to see. Um, that definitely boosted his draft stock for sure. Boosted the shit out his draft yeah. stock because I heard Todd McShay say out of his own mouth that he would be shocked if Amari Barno drops below the second round. That's wild to me. I remember I, I posted an article on the Patreon earlier, I think this month, and I said that I thought Amari Barno was going to be combined candy at the draft and, like, fucking facts mm-hmm. that is. Like, he, his stock just went absolutely through the roof because of that 40. And, like, it's honestly, like, it matters for, for, for an edge rusher to have that speed, like, to be able to get around offensive tackles and, like, that burst is definitely needed, so – Definitely, definitely good for him, especially at, after like some of the stuff he said the past week. He definitely, uh, he already knew. Out. Yeah, he already knew. He, he already <laughs> and, and and Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay was talking about it on their podcast first draft. And like I said, Todd McShay said the thing about the second round, and Mel Kuyper was like, "Hey, he was playing at Virginia Tech. Justin Fuente uh, was about to get fired. He's some, you know, he." Hey, they're throwing it on Fuente. Yeah, they're put they're putting it on Fuente. Um, you put on the tape, he disappeared. But fuck, it's Fuente's fault. And I said, hey, <laughs> hey, bro, it's a dirty game out here. If yeah. I'm Amari Barno, you already threw the team under the bus. You might as well throw Fuente ass under the bus too. Yeah, he's getting his bag Buggy. now. <laughs> Get your bag, Chief. Uh, thirty-seven inch vert, like. That's crazy. Crazy. 37 inch vert. 6'5, 246. And I don't think he was that big when he played for us. I think he gained weight yeah, for the combat. He definitely did gain a little bit of weight throughout, especially throughout his whole career at tech. I think he came into tech at like around 220. But yeah, he definitely yeah. has bulked up a decent amount. I mean, if he can get to like, if he can play in the NFL at 255 and like maintain that speed, he could, oh, yeah. he could have a pretty fucking solid career. Yeah, and we were saying we were saying last week or oh, in, in in pods past, like just looking at Amari Barno was like he's gonna get drafted. You could just look at him, like mm-hmm. that's an NFL player. These other dudes, you know, body wise and athleticism wise, they're gonna have to work and max out all their skills. But Amari Barno, he gonna get drafted off yeah. just looking like a motherfucker. Like it it be like that. And you were saying last podcast too that like if just if a team looks at him and they're like, hey, he doesn't have the finesse moves, but once we get him, like once he's in our system, like we'll we'll turn him up, like we'll give him what he needs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there, I guarantee you, there's some D line yeah, coaches yeah. in the NFL that are like, yo, give me Barno, we'll turn him into a stud. It'll be Bar- shit. We all play Madden. If you get a, for all our Madden players, if you get a defensive end with ninety five speed, you don't give a fuck about none of them other ratings. You like shit me. <laughs> Bring them here. So yep. it ain't just GMs. Us Matt and GMs do the same shit. Yeah. Yep. They might even fuck around and try to play them in a different position too. I mean, like you can just a player with that that big with that speed needs to be playing somewhere. 
got to be playing, got to be playing. So Amari Barno made himself mid. They say it's the most important four to five seconds of your life. And uh, Amari Barno just made himself a millionaire off four four seconds. <laughs> he made himself a millionaire. Yes, so sir. it's crazy because like, like on a grand scale, like four seconds and five seconds, it's costing these dudes millions of dollars. Like, like the slowest person here is who Luke Tanuda. He ran and he ran 40 yards in five seconds. And like he won't get drafted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like, the, the wild thing is though, if you, you know when they they do on the they do like the the ghosts, like they show like a bunch of different players mm-hmm. running and it's like they're all ghosts and and it's clocking them at the same time to show you where they're at. Like they did that and players would finish damn near by each other but the times were so completely different like it's it's really not mm. that far off like a 4-4 a four four to a 4-5 like it's it's not a big difference at all but like we make such a big difference we make such a big deal out of a 4-3 versus a 4-5 versus a 4-7 right it's all it's it's literally two tenths of a second <laughs> yeah i mean i mean football is a game of inches and i get that shit matters mm-hmm. but like come on man a lot yeah. of it too is 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 are you a good player? Right, right, right. Um, I'm trying to think of like pure combine beasts that ended up could play in the NFL. Like uh, not the ones that could. But a lot of these motherfuckers could not play in the NFL, but like a combine hero, like Vernon Davis, is like the person I think of the most. Yeah, he because he had murdered like, the combine. He had like a wider wide receiver performance. Yeah, murdered the combine and then went on to be a good NFL player. Great, like yeah. great NFL. But I'm a 49er fan. He had the drop seats because he was a body catcher, but like athletically, he was a monster. But if you threw the ball and he put his hands out there, he was not catching that bitch. Yeah, he had to catch that shit with his chest. That shit used to infuriate me, but he was open. But he could he couldn't really hand catch so in terms of let's see here in terms of like if we go back and i'm looking at like previous years um i mean calvin johnson ran a four three five and he had a hell of a yeah. career That's another I'm, one that I'm gonna say i'm gonna say i'm gonna throw calvin johnson out because he was calvin johnson he was all american yeah. he might have been all american he had reggie ball throwing to him but we knew he could play I'm talking about somebody that we didn't quite really know and combine put them on the map and we was like, oh shit. Would you count would you count Chris Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would. I would think Chris Johnson, because I mean he's from Be- East Carolina. Because we knew him as Hokie fans. We used to play East Carolina every year and we played against him. But he wasn't like known, nationally known right before that uh that 40 and all that. So yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to be honest. I mean, Dwight Freeney ran a sub four or five, and he was an animal, but he was he was already good too. So it's kind of hard to pick. I mean, the, the people on the list of like all time combine performances really haven't panned out to be good NFL players like Darius Hayward Bay. Um, Dominique Rogers Camardi had a pretty good NFL career for a while. Yeah, DRC. The thing about Darius Hayward Bay is. I remember that draft. That was 2009. And the number one receiver was supposed to be Mike Crabtree or Percy Harvin, whatever your preference was. 
Mm-hmm. And DHB ran like that 4-3. And Oakland four, Raiders two, had 4-2-5. And Oakland Raiders had the pick before us. I think they picked at 7. 49ers picked at 9. And they took DHB. And Crabtree fell to us. That shit was crazy. Yeah. So, you it, them 40s can fuck you up, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at John Ross. John Ross would never have been a top 10 pick if he didn't run a 4-2-2. I mean, his career didn't pan at all. I mean, he total bust, but yes. He had the Bengals reaching hard. And, that, and yes. Mahomes was the pick after that. Yeah, the John Ross shit was crazy. Um I don't even think I wasn't it the John Ross year like if you wore some Adidas cleats, they give you a million dollars, but he didn't wear the cleats or some shit. Yeah, I think so. Like, if you thought you could go and break Chris Johnson's record, you had to wear, like, these Adidas cleats or something. But he didn't wear them or something. And people were saying, give him the money anyway. No, he ain't wear the cleats. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't he worry made, like he that. He made himself the money. Running oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he made that money back. <laughs> he made the money back. Tenfold. He stole that money right back. He probably played, like, seven career games. Shout out to John Ross. <laughs> Is he still a Bengal? Where is he at? Oh, no. He's at the Giants. He's been with the Giants for like two years now. Damn. Yeah. He actually – he had a he had like a 70-yard touchdown this past year against okay. the Saints in, in like the regular season. He had like a stretch of like two games where he scored uh, back-to-back games. I just remember because like anytime John Ross does anything remotely interesting, it blows up on Bengals Twitter. So, but. Yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah, a big bust from him. But I mean, honestly, there is there really isn't a lot of like out like players that came from nothing, had a crazy ass combine, and then had a great NFL career. It's not a lot of I, them, to be honest. I got one. I got one. Dontari Poe from Memphis. Yeah. He had a great combine. I think he did like 30 some bench press reps. 44. Man, 44. Oh shit. Let me give him all his props. <laughs> I remember Dontari Poe. He wasn't like a main star had the crazy combat. I remember they would say like, uh, he didn't really dominate conference USA or whatever conference they play in, but he ended up being a nice player for the chiefs. And, um, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna say Don Tari Poe, another one. Yeah. So uh, the combat can help. It can help some people, but, uh, more so like if, and we all watch football, like, you can kind of see who fast already. You just want to see, like, okay, he looked about he looked about 4-3. He passed my look. eye test, yeah. Yes, yes. Just checking off boxes. Yep. For real, yep. For real. You can tell when you watch players. You, 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 you'll, see, you'll see a play, and you'll be like, okay, that motherfucker's actually fast. You just wanna, right. You just want to know you weren't lying to yourself. Right, and you don't got to watch some of these motherfuckers for 12, 13, 14 games to see. Um, I didn't have to watch Percy Harvin for a season to know he was fast. Like You yeah. can watch one game and be like, okay, that's about a 4-3. Mm-hmm. Shout out Percy Harvin, a 7-5-7 legend out here. Out here he, was out, he was out in Virginia Beach beating niggas up. Like, them Percy Harvin stories are legendary <laughs> if you from here. Oh, Percy Harvin was active in them streets, allegedly. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Where did he go to high school? I don't know. I'm not from over there. Oh. I'm not from that side of the water. 
I would get up here and then Virginia Beach Twitter will, you know, be on my ass. I want to say Lanstown, but um, the um, thing about, I don't know. I'm going to find out. Virginia Beach is their own district. Uh, Virginia Beach play other Virginia Beach. Yeah, it was Lanstown. Lanstown. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to get it wrong and fuck up, but um, yeah, Virginia Beach is its own district. They play other Virginia Beach schools. Everybody else in the 757, we playing each other and shit. Like, Newport News and Hampton is a district, Peninsula District, and we play Gloucester and shit. So, mm-hmm. but Virginia Beach is so big that it's its own district. So. Right. Shout outs to them. But before we get into the NFL madness, let's pay some bills. Athletic greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, does nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapted to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient, Daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop of in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform for you to download it to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, breakdowns, debates, Reacting to breaking news. I'm pretty sure it's going to be NFL draft parties. It's draft season. Um, draft rooms going on. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store. You can follow people when rooms go live. Rooms are going live every day. So come in there with your spiciest takes. Speaking of breaking news and spicy takes, the NFL is back. Oh, it's back. They took like fucking two weeks off and these motherfuckers came back even hotter than ever. The NFL's ability to dominate the news cycle 12 months a year is impressive. Considering they only play five. <laughs> they, like, you you play games from, we'll say preseason starts in August. So they dominate the news all the way to February. Here it is, March. Uh, free agency hasn't even started yet. You got all this draft coverage in February. 
uh, combine early March, late February. Then you go into free agency, and it's never a dull moment. Trades. Uh, The NFL is America's pastime. Um, As fucked up as that league is, um, hey, they're the kings. I got to give them their props. Yeah. NFL popping right now. Uh, Where do we start? Russ? (laughs) We start with the big fish. Russell Wilson to Denver Broncos uh, for for Noah Fant, who's a decent tight end drew lock who hasn't panned out at quarterback but he was a second round pick for the broncos if i'm not mistaken shelby Harris, a defensive lineman who's pretty solid two first round picks two second round picks and i want to say a fifth round pick mm-hmm. um we kind of like-minded on a lot of shit but do you think the price was too steep or not enough or what what's your thoughts on the price tag for Russell uh, Wilson? I think I mean a lot of people are saying the Seahawks won the trade, but I don't think so. I mean, whenever you get an elite quarterback, it doesn't matter how much you pay for him. I mean, how many how many first round picks did the Browns spend on quarterbacks that ended up being trash? Like if you can spend two to three first round picks for an elite quarterback, proven elite quarterback, then then fuck it, do it. And like you look at the Broncos team, what else do they need? Like what else? What else do they absolutely need right now? Like just fuck it, just spend the spend the picks on a quarterback, and all of a sudden you're one of the top teams in the AFC. Like I was saying this past year, like if the if the Broncos could just get a quarterback, they would be an extremely good team, and they got weapons too. I mean, Cortland Sutton, we've seen him play well. We've seen Jerry Judy play well in college, not really play well in NFL, but he hasn't had a quarterback yet. Uh, Tim Patrick's not bad either, so it's like. You got those guys. You got Javante Williams in the backfield, who's pretty solid. Melvin Gordon. I mean, the AFC West is fucking loaded, and we haven't even began to talk about the Chargers yet. But I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a point where you shouldn't spend an amount, an amount of picks on an elite quarterback. Like if you can get them, get them. If you can, if the team that gets the quarterback, the elite quarterback wins Detroit. It was people that said that the Detroit Lions. Won the Matt Stafford trade last year this time. Yeah. And and now look at the Lions right now. They're sitting with the 32nd pick. They don't have they have fucking zero direction. A lot of Lions fans think they should have never even traded Stafford. So when you get the guy, the quarterback, the 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 elite Hall of Fame bound quarterback is still in his prime. I get to get if they got a washed up Russ. A still in his prime Russ. Yep. I, you got to tip your hat to the Broncos front office because once John Elway stepped down, they stopped going for these tall, white, mediocre quarterbacks. Let's try to get the best quarterback, regardless of John Elway trying to find the next him to be the Broncos quarterback. <laughs> That's all that shit was. Like Peyton Manning was Hall of Fame bound. And then after that, John Elway lost his fucking mind at quarterback. Brock Osweiler, Drew Locke. Um, Paxton Lynch, like once John Elway stepped aside, okay, that's focus on the position for real instead of John Elway trying to find the next him because John Elway's a one of one quarterback. You don't, you're not gonna find another one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. 100%. Oh yeah, Broncos, Broncos win the trade easily. Yeah, easily. 
Um, I don't even think this is a question. And it's not like this, it's not like the Seahawks now all of a sudden have like multiple first round picks this year. I mean, they still they only have one because they traded for Jamal Adams three years ago, and the Jets have their pick this year, so they only have one right. pick. Like it's not like they're stacked in the first round, they're gonna rebuild right now. Like they're not doing shit either. Listen, if you give up two first round picks for a safety, then two first round picks and two second round picks for Russell Wilson. It's still it's stealing. <laughs> it's it's nothing. And Russ is only like 33. I mean, he's still got we see yes. quarterbacks now playing into their 40s. Like he's got plenty of time. We saw Aaron Rodgers just sign a four-year deal, which we'll talk about in a second. And he's big like money, yes. 38 yes. signing a four-year deal. So yes. I mean, but this is the Broncos organization. Like they they swing big for quarterbacks, they did it with Peyton Manning. They'll do it again here, and yeah, I mean, shit, man, we might be seeing the Broncos in the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, maybe. And then the AFC, I mean, well, but the AFC, you have to have a quarterback to to function. Period. Uh, it's to too function, many good to function. It's even, too many elite quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah, all of them are. <laughs> it's Everybody. Like, it's like almost every elite quarterbacks in the AFC, and then there's like three in the NFC. Even if, like, even if you don't have an elite quarterback in the AFC, you got a young quarterback you feel really, really good about. Yep. Like, even Jacksonville feel like Trevor Lawrence will one day be in the conversation. I hope. Yep. yep. Um. So you can't fuck around in the AFC thinking like I know the Titans are looking at Tannehill real sideways today. Like, mm-hmm. bro. Like. And I think they were in the conversation to trade for Rodgers, weren't they? Yes, they was there. They was sure the name was brought up. They was their name. Like it's 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 business. So if you a Cleveland Browns fan, can you honest to God look at Baker Mayfield and say, "We got the quarterback that can stand up to these other quarterbacks"? You, you, with a straight face, you can't. Nope. You cannot. And the Browns had a Super Bowl roster for two, three years, yep. and squandered it fucking around with Baker. Yeah, and now we don't even know if Baker's going to be in Cleveland after this next year. I mean, we do oh, know he ain't going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's we, in a he's in a division with Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Pittsburgh is about to re up and get somebody. Yeah, Pittsburgh's going to be a, a Pittsburgh's going to be a good team regardless. They're always a good team. And the AFC is so good at quarterback. Deshaun Watson is still. A, available he's still in the in the weeds and he's a top seven quarterback when he's playing yep yep it's uh it's tough man i mean you got josh allen patrick mahomes mar jackson uh justin herbert i mean shit even Derek carr had like a career year this past year yeah Derek carr was balling out at times it's like it's tough you gotta have your guy i think the colts kind of realized that too i think the colts were like they were sitting back and they were like, you know what? We got to ship Carson Wentz off because we're not doing shit with him. You know what I mean? Not doing a goddamn thing. So let's get into that. Carson Wentz goes to the Washington Commanders for a second, a third, and a conditional third. I guess that's if he plays enough snaps, don't get hurt. Yeah. Washington gets Carson Wentz and his $28 million and a second-round pick. Um. I don't get that. I, I don't understand this one, but you take it away. You you give me your thoughts on this one. I'm I'm here in in 
I'm about to say Redskins country. It's no longer Redskins country. It's Commanders country, or whatever. And um, I'm seeing these people talk themselves into it, like they do every quarterback they get. And uh, uh, 2017, he was, listen. 2017 was what five years ago. Um, gas was probably half the price it is today. It was a lot of shit that was different back then. Uh, what else was popping in 2017? I don't know the mannequin challenge and shit like. No, nah, man, not pop smoke. Smoke perp. <laughs> smoke perp, little pump. Shout out to them. <laughs> like, yes, twenty seventeen was a long time ago. Uh, they talking themselves into it. I seen somebody say, local, some local DC guy. I lived in in the DC area for eight years, and he was saying, um. $28 million for a quarterback compared to some of these contracts is a pretty good deal. A pretty good deal. And I'm like, bro, what? You was paying Heineke like two. Yeah. And you could get, you could literally draft a quarterback this year that probably plays at the same level as Carson Wentz for a rookie contract. Yes. $28 million for a lower tier starter when you already had one. Is nasty business. Yep. That like Heineke isn't like awful. I can't like you can't put him on the field. I think Heineke is like an average starter. He's a below player. average starter. Yeah, he, uh, you you get marginally better with Carson Wentz, but not enough to do anything. Right. And cowboy players are jumping up for joy. Eagles Twitter is making jokes and memes. Even Giants Twitter was laughing at the shit. <laughs> so that lets you know right there with like where you at with Carson Wentz. Um yeah. Carson Wentz could play at one point, but that's just it's over with. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of also a fluky year for the NFL in general. Like a lot of players weren't playing well, and he kind of just stood out by playing above right. average. But he hasn't really right. I mean, it was, I mean, if you if you think back to that year, I never remember a time where I remember Carson Wentz being an alien or being insane. Like there was no, I don't remember Carson Wentz. I don't remember the MVP Carson Wentz. I just remember he won MVP. No, nah, he didn't win MVP. Um, he was going to win MVP. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm. And then I'm week totally thirteen, tripping. week thirteen, he got hurt. He, I, in my opinion, I think he still should have won it, but. Nick Foles took the team over. They got yeah. hot. They started popping. They won the Super Bowl. They built Nick Fat Nick Foles a statue. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. It was never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I totally blanked on that. But um, he should have won an MVP, but he did not. I mean, if you get hurt, it kind of it kind of fucks your chances up. But yeah, but he got hurt so late in the season. They were set up. Yeah. Like funny. if if Carson Wentz get hurt week eight, Nick Foles don't lead them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it's true. I don't think it happens. And that was a weird year for the for the playoffs, too. Yes. It was just it was, just, it was an odd NFL season. So I mean it's just hard for me to even like have any sort of belief in Carson Wentz. I mean, especially after that Jags game this past year, like they had to play. Oh, that was bad business. That was bad, man. They crazy. had two must-win games and lost them both. They lost to Oakland. I mean, Las Vegas. 
Raiders, and then they lost to Jacksonville with the season on the line. They, I mean, they could have won either or and got in. They lost both. Mm-hmm. So, so shout out to shout out to the coach. So, I don't even know who the coach. I think they got Sam Ellinger. So, and they don't have a first round pick either because uh, the Eagles, Carson Wentz. Yeah, the Eagles have the first round. <laughs> So I don't know what the fuck the Colts are trying to do. Like I don't know what the Colts. They about to call Philip Rivers or Andrew Luck from the couch. I don't know what they. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna have to. At this point, and the Colts got a little bit of a squad too. Like they they shouldn't be. They have. They shouldn't be rebuilding. But that just lets you know that AFC. Like if you don't got a quarterback over there, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. You see, over here in the NFC, you can have a Jimmy G and damn near get to the Super Bowl. But over there, shit, you got to have a Pat Mahomes that can score in 13 seconds. Yeah. That's how crazy the NFL is. It is. It is. But AFC is. Speaking of the AFC, though, the Chargers today got Khalil Mack in a trade. Yeah, um, arms race. Arms race. And they, they did it from the defensive side. And now they mm-hmm. got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Is this the best? Is this the best edge rushing tandem? That you can remember, or do you think there's something um, that tops it? Well, I mean, we just had Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. Would you consider it though? Because they're both. I mean, Donald is an interior. It's just strictly two edge. Oh, edge guys. Okay, I saw Vaughn Miller and Demarcus Lawrence like in yep. 2015. That was kind of that was kind of crazy what they was doing over there. I'm gonna say them. But a Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, that's nasty. That's nasty work right there. Yep, yep. I mean, going back maybe a little bit farther, Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis had a couple years together. But I don't think Robert Mathis was to the level that Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are at. So, I'm, And this is from Tony Dungy himself. Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis, I mean, they both played with Peyton Manning. So they had the lead all the time. So all they had to do was pin their ears back because teams had to pass to come back. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. So yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. AFC West is gonna be some crazy games all year. I feel like you gotta feel bad for Raiders fans though. <laughs> like their right. team, their team just started to get kind of good. They made the playoffs. They were looking they were looking solid after a rough ride with Henry Ruggs and all that other bullshit. And then now you got to deal with Russ and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Like, there's no way they make the playoffs yeah. next year. Yeah, no, no way in hell. Um, no way, no, absolutely not. Unless Derek Derek Carr like ascends to God level, which I think he pretty much maxed out. Yes. Yep. They got the fourth best quarterback in a division. And, yeah. and Derek Carr is be- is the best quarterback in some divisions. <laughs> Derek Carr would be the best quarterback in the AFC South as of right now. Who in the AFC South? You got T Law. You got nobody in Indianapolis. I don't know. Oh, you got Davis Mills. Yeah, he no. probably is. He probably is. <laughs> Shout out to Derek Carr, man. Shout out to Derek Carr. Um Ryan Coogler, director of the Creed films and Black Panther, 
I think he played football at Colorado State. He played D1 football. Uh, was at the Bank of America, man. Almost got his ass knocked off by the police. Um, the bank teller hit the panic button on his ass. Some Somebody hit the panic button on his ass. They said, listen, this black man does not get that kind of money. Uh, somebody lock his ass up. Uh, police pulled their guns out, almost killed his ass. Everybody in this story is black. There's no racism. But, uh, yeah, man. He's pulling, what, $12,000 from? 12 bands. They said, you ain't got that kind of money, chief. Hit the panic (laughs) button on his ass. It be like that. That's how I be when I go to the bank. I be like, man, let me get 30 grand. They be pulling the panic button on my ass. (laughs) I know, I know, Ryan Coogler, I know what you're going through, chief. (laughs) <laughs> I go through that shit every time I go to the bank. They'd be like, ain't no fucking way. It's funny as hell. That's some wild shit, though. He's the director of Black Panther, for those of you that don't know. Right. Coogler. Right. Ryan Coogler. I think he, he did Fruitvale Station. He did Creed. Fruitvale Station, a super underrated movie. Super he did, underrated. He did the Creed joints. He did Black Panther. And he can't even go to the bank and get out 12 bands. We talk and, and like like 12 bands ain't like a lot of money, like in the grand scheme. Like they act like he asked for the bank. They need to cut that shit out, man. Yeah. Bank of America be a, I honestly I don't think Bank of America had the money. Like Bank of America is like a poverty bank. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of banks, my question to you, do, would you prefer do you prefer using a credit union or a bank? Absolute credit union. That is fast. I'm a member credit of a credit union. Same. Bank of America is a fucking L. If anybody fucking with Bank of America is crazy. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I've been. A, I've been on a credit union my whole life. I don't think I'm me ever too. Switch. Me too. I've been credit unioned up my whole life. Um, I'm not fucking with no bank of nothing. Bank of America is a whole L. Yeah, banks have higher. They they charge you for shit like transfer fees and all different types of shit and the nice thing about a credit union is like credit unions are usually local so you're like you're giving back like those money circulates within your own community so it's like whereas like banks like big big corporate banks will take your money and invest it on basically wall street so it's going nationally rather than locally and then they don't even got your bread they don't be having them and i bet you ryan coogler like during all of that they probably was trying to hit them with overdraft fees like (laughs) She was hitting the panic button and pushing the over overdraft fee button on his they ass char- at the same time. Charging them, charging them, charging them for him <laughs> trying to get his fucking money. Listen, man, Bank of America is an ill. Ryan Coogler is about to own a piece of Bank of America after he get done suing their ass. And uh, yeah, man, shout out to bro, man. Mm-hmm. Black people, like, like you can't like black people. Don't be pushing the panic button on our own, man. We got money too, man. Come on, man, that's crazy. That is crazy. Before we get up out of here, today is March the 10th. I will be 35 years old on tomorrow. By the time y'all listen to this, March 11th, it will be my birthday. I will be 35 years old. I am officially in my mid-30s. So, How you feeling? I feel good, man. I feel spry. I feel uh, youthful. I have a youthful spirit. I refuse to be one of these motherfuckers that's old and hating on everything 
and mad at the world. No, I'm I'm a young I'm, I have a young spirit. Um, I have a lot more life to live. I hope so. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, man. Motherfucker going to eat some crab and shit. To, man, well, I'm about to say tonight we eating crab and seafood. Man, give me a nice seafood bowl, popping off. Uh, spending time with my friends, my family. I'm a extremely blessed individual. Um, this year, last year, this time last year, I was still up north by myself. Um, but now I'm back surrounded by my family and friends. Uh, it's been a blessing. My life has been such a blessing. 35 years, I got a lot of experience. And I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. But uh, that's why I'm always uh, able to break down a lot of these situations. Because I just lived a lot of life. I've seen a lot of shit. Um, I've seen, been through a lot of scenarios that get played out on social media. And uh, it'd be shit that I'd have been through five, six, 20 times. So, um, yes, sir. always got the knowledge, always got the knowledge. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's part of being older. I got gray hairs. <laughs> I got gray hairs. Hairline still intact. Listen to all y'all motherfuckers out here, 26 years old, 27 years old, and your hairline hanging on for dear life. Let it go. My boy. It was destiny. You was going to be a bald head nigga, man. It'd be like that. Everybody can't be like me. 35 years old with a head full of flowing locks beautiful hair like er, this everybody can't beat me uh you know some of y'all just you know some niggas are just destined to look like greg Oden. you know <laughs> old face niggas like that's them man that'll never be me because i got a youthful vibe and i'm full of positive energy yes sir. black don't crack unless you smoke that shit remember that till next week on davi fridays god bless <laughs>